Lost in Sound is proudly sponsored by Audio Technica. Audio Technica are a global but still family run company that make headphones, turntables, cartridges, microphones, studio quality yet affordable products because they believe that high quality audio should be accessible to all. And I'm speaking to you right now wearing the M50X headphones. They're for the studio, they're for every day. I speak to all my guests wearing these headphones, but whatever way you like to listen, head on over to audiotechnica.com to check out all of their range of stuff. Welcome to Lost and Sound. I'm Paul Hanford. I'm your host. I'm a writer and author based in Berlin, where I'm speaking to you now from. And this is the show where each episode I have conversations with the innovators, the outsiders, the mavericks, the artists that do their own unique thing. And we talk about music, creativity, life and the things that inspire us to make the things that we make. Previous guests have included Peaches, Suzanne Chiani, Jim O'Rourke, Chili Gonzalez, Letitia Sadier, Ghost Poet, Cozy Funny, Tutti, Baxter Jury, Nastia, Sleaford Mods, Nightmares on Wax, and first and more, just to name a few. And today comes from a boat, or at least my guests are on a boat, somewhere floating in the Scottish Highlands, Jan Tearson and Quinquis, a.k.a. Emily Tearson. Jan was a guest on the show two years ago, uh, where we spoke live in person at Berlin's Superbooth Festival. Superbooth, the electronic sort of uber geek festival full of like synths and stuff like that in the middle of a little forest. Uh, I had a really lovely chat with him then. And, and it was kind of actually one of the most highest rated episodes that, that put out. Um, never know you never know which episodes are going to sort of take off and stuff but that one that one sort of is to people you know you're still listening to that a lot so you know if you have listened to it recently thank you very much it's it's always quite nice to to sort of see that but anyway um i wanted to speak to them again because of actually what they're doing right now um emily tearson his partner they're on this boat um in the middle of the scottish highlands jan as 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 you know, if you saw the listen to the first uh, time we spoke, or if you know anyway, is a uh, composer, producer, musician. Perhaps I know he'd hate me for saying it, but probably still best known for his score for the film Amelie and also for the film Goodbye Lenin. Um, these are these are things like in the first interview we did, where he he was quite sort of vocal about um, his disdain for for. I don't know, I guess the acclaim of, of these scores or the popularity or like how they maybe misrepresent what he is as a, as a composer and as a musician and, and stuff. I mean, I fucking love the Amelie score, but totally get it. I totally get it. Um, and um, 
there is so much depth and versatility to the rest of his work. Um, at the time, we were talking about his album Kerber, which was um, about and recorded on the island of Kerber, the Breton island that him and Emily live on. Um, and yes, just the sort of detail and atmosphere of, of, of like his work, and particularly on that Kerber album, it is astonishing. And, uh, and, and Emily recording as Quinquis as well on the both of them are on the mute record label um also has this kind of sort of atmosphere that she brings about to her recordings she largely sings in the breton language as well and when i listen to her music i sort of hear this sort of in a way like you know those 4ad albums of the 80s you know the ones that 4ad basically built their castle on that the, the kind of without in her own way in her own original way they, they have that kind of feel that kind of magic of sucking you into something where you don't really understand what the words are being said there's a sort of enchantingness and a darkness but also a sort of like upbeatness to it as well um um yes yes people are still you know that that is a that is a magical thing when i listen to that and anyway the reason i spoke with them today and the reason they're on the boat is they are both currently touring the the celtic islands the scottish highlands and along the side of britain and and beyond um in in their boats and they're stopping off along the way playing unusual gigs small gigs in community centers in pubs in record shops on different islands and there is a real reason why they're doing this which which they talk about you know it's political it's to do with the environment it's to do with the way we consume things and it's it's to do with the way we experience our surroundings they actually even did a manifesto which is up on the website there's going to be a hyperlink in the description to the website the manifesto is really fucking brilliant it's well worth checking out just as a thing and so what they're doing really interests me because although it's like a very personal thing to them they're extending the implications of what they're getting at which we go on to talk about which they go on to tell me about um, does have a wider state of play to do with the environment, the way they discuss the environment, the perspective of being on a boat and what they're seeing uh, in terms of environment, in terms of consumerism. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a bit of a political one. If you don't like left-wing people, you know, well, I, I presume you're a bit of an arsehole if, you, if, you, if you're not, but whatever, whatever. Um, we, we get into it. Um, it has wider implications. Um, I should also say that the quality sometimes during listening isn't super hot. Um, yeah, it's what happens when you know you do a zoom to someone, a zoom, zoom, a zoom to someone on a boat. But I really enjoy chatting with them. It was great to sit. It was great to chat with Jan again. It was great to meet Emily. Um, and yes, this is what happened when I met up with Jan Tiersen and Quinquis. And they were in a boat. Oh, merde. <laughs> hey. Hey, how are you doing? You all right? 
Uh, good, Great. good so far, yeah. So, Jan, we we spoke a couple of years ago at Superbooth in in Berlin, and lovely to meet you, Emily. And you're in an incredibly different environment now from when we last spoke. And can you tell me a little bit about where you are right now? Uh, actually, we're in um, what's the name of <laughs> what's the name of? Uh, we're in the Shetland Islands, but we're in a uh, in Scalloway. Scalloway, yes. We are in Scalloway, the front cabin of our boat. Right, that's amazing. Are you are you uh, docked into land, or are you out in the waters at the moment? We are. No, docked. we docked. Yeah, we have to move because there is a a Viking ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> that is amazing. Do you get to stop off and have a look, little look at the Viking ceremony? Yeah, Emily is playing in uh, Lerwick actually. And so, meanwhile, there will be a, a, a ship that will get burnt uh, just next to where we are docked at the moment. So we'll need to move the boat so that we don't get burnt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can imagine you don't you don't want the boat to go up in flames right now. And uh... no. <laughs> no that's amazing so so you're on your boat uh ninog if i pronounced that right ninog is that the correct pronunciation yeah 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 and um yes. Yes, can you is. tell me a little bit about um how, how big is the boat i can see a slight view of where you're at but you know you're you're going around on this tour through the Faroe islands and the scottish islands right now on this boat stopping to play concerts on different islands and different places. Um, what is your what are your sort of living environments right now? I mean it's 12 meters long and uh yeah, we've got three cabins. <laughs> and um yeah, so it's an aluminium boat and uh yeah we at the moment we are six on board. Uh, most of the time we are five on board. Uh, so including uh, us, our little boy, which is six years old. Mm. Right now, uh, there is also Jan's older son, which is here, and a couple of friends that are um, that are sailors. So we can we can uh, share the 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 work that we have on board, mm. and um, and yes, we have everything we can, we everything we need basically to live somewhere, like a kitchen and a small living room. And three cabins and uh, toilets and bathroom that's amazing uh, and it's um so I, I imagine it's great having the extra people around with you as well because before when I was I was looking at what you're doing I was kind of wondering you know how you get the energy to kind of sailing is one thing in itself but then playing gigs we all know can be a very exhausting business as well so do you feel like you're both managing it at the moment is it is it quite exciting? Yeah, and and we just like uh, you know the I did the routing, and so I I just like focused on having big windows when we had like serious um, legs and 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 big crossing, for instance, to go to the Faroes and. Um, or, but then we also have uh, proper stops where we can. not where we can uh, rest a bit before we play, and uh, uh, maybe the hardest part—the uh, hardest part maybe to come actually, because we 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 have like shortest uh, shortest sailing, uh, but we play like sometimes we need to play just after after having sailed, mm. which hasn't been the case uh, so far, right? Mm. Like one day, maybe one day we had to sit to, to play after having sailed, but. Uh, 
most of the time we, we have a, at least one night off before we play. But I think yeah. it's easier to play after sailing than sailing after playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. After party risk yeah, after, factor. Yeah, I mean, I don't have that after party problem. That's <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> And and can you remember where you were both when the idea began to do this? Did it grow out of like a, a late night conversation? Was it something that was like in your, your heads for a while to do? Um, we're living on Ocean Island. So um, I guess we see the sea as a connection and not as a... Uh, as, a as a frontier. Yeah. Mm. And uh, after the, the, the we did the... After lockdown, we, we we toured in the U.S. and in Europe, like in in a traditional way, and it felt quite wrong. And mm. I don't know because it was like you know, like more big, bigger venues. But that's not the problem. It's just, just like you know, you go from cities to cities, and in a in a big bus with the engine going on all day, all night, felt completely wrong. At, mm you know nowadays mm. and and also I, I i i missed like for a long time that you know when i love playing gigs and and meeting people and and uh you know staying around after the gig and talking to the promoters or the, the people who were in the venue and and the audience as well like in the bar and and the past tours it wasn't there this this, mm. this this part of and it's actually for that that i i think it's the 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 goal of touring you know and sharing music and it, mm. you need to meet the people with uh the audience to to so this the ecological like more you know like a sustainable factor and uh we wanted to focus on the language as well if maybe. yeah we 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 both speak britain language and we raise our our little boy in britain language um and it's a language that we've learned of or relearned um and that is a lot endangered and so we 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 really want to uh, create a link between the the languages uh, the celtic languages to reshape the the yeah, the links and the fact that we are all cousins uh, in some ways, and um, and so we wanted to focus on that. So that that was the um, the reason of going this way. Mm. But um, the sailing boat thing was also something we really wanted to to learn uh, because we were living on an island, and it it, it felt uh, more and more obvious to just learn how to sail if we would like to. Uh, just be free living on mm. an island and not being like a fuel dependent uh, where we are so so we we really wanted to to try this and also we had that thing like in the last 10 years i think in the beginning like Jan's tour would begin from paris and then mm. they would begin from Rennes, and then they would begin from Brest, and then mm. we were all, all like every year negotiating so that the, it, they would begin like closer to our house. Yeah. And so then it was beginning in Le Conquet, which is the last harbor before Urshant, and with a sailing tour, it's the first time we can actually like leave home with mm. our 
gear and just go on tour. And at the beginning, it was uh, we, we were like so at home and then and living in like in our environment that we forgot our passport. Yeah, we, <laughs> uh, we arrived like we arrived as far as Dublin before I realized that forgotten the passport, the no. passport, <laughs> the passport, no. because we were like yeah, we were like. We just left our house. We just put our gear in the boat, and then we were free. And so we had yeah. no conscious of any like administrative <laughs> thing. Yeah. And so I just, we arrived in Dublin, and at some point I needed to move, and I was like, oh, "I don't have the passport." So it it has been the passport. Sorry. And so yeah, so it it has been a mess. It has been a mess to get them once arrived there. But uh, it was funny. It was a funny thing to yeah to realize that we could have been that far without needing a passport. And to oh some the, the the thing as well, I think it's uh, you know it's good to 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 when you tour and when you you, you go somewhere it's good to be somewhere mm. and if you just like uh go from cities to cities you know like city centers are kind of the same and so you end up like in surrounding with by you know consumerism mm. like shop of the same brands and everything yeah. and i think it's really important to 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 feel the nature and the environment mm. and then you know where you where you arrive and and then you can share something with people and um i think it's important yeah and, and you're both artists that draw so much at least i get the impression anyway draw so much on atmosphere with your works and being in this kind of environment and as you say sort of not the regular kind of touring where, you know, it's just shopping centers and hotels and, and the road. Do you feel like creatively it's giving you something, some inspiration um, being, uh, having a tour this way that you, you're feeding into how you perform? At least it doesn't exhaust us because mm. most of the time we just get exhausted by touring and we just get emptied when we are back from touring. Mm. And yeah, like, it's kind of this. This time, it's a nourishing one. So it's at least, yeah, from yeah, my point yeah. of view, it's at least that. And I think, sure, it's sure when we we'll see when we can, we, we will come back and because we're focused on sailing, we're quite active, so mm. we don't lose time to do music. <laughs> uh, but uh, back home, I, I'm sure, yeah, it will shape the new stuff, maybe. Yeah, I think it it already does because the way the gigs are built and what we are sharing with people during the gigs right now is kind of different already. I feel. Oh yeah, I, I'm yeah. It's more sweet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and that's so lovely. And and you're also playing really interesting places along the way. You know. Um, uh, kind of everything from record shops to community centers. Um, what what is, um what highlights have you had so far of of some of the places that you've stopped off and played along the way? I think kind of the best gigs are the smallest. Yeah, and especially when um, that was your gig. But I think that that's a really good memory that you good played thing. in Kells in in Ireland in a. Mm. And it is really good. Yeah, it was really good vibe because it was uh, just the guys that came to Jan's gig the previous week. And he said, oh, Emily, what about coming to play in my 
town, which is Kelch and in the middle of Ivan, I will come and pick you up and you just, you play and it's great fun. And we arrived and it was just like, we've been welcomed really, really like uh, with warmth and yeah, it is a literature and poetry like uh, festival, and it mm. is run by the people of Kells. Yeah, it was all of a sudden something. It was really the kind of things that want we want to to leave, like just something very spontaneous coming from someone from the audience, and and also in 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 a lots of uh, in the way it was done, it was really respectful. I felt so. Yeah, and of course the 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 pharaohs. Because yeah. we're, you know, I, we're we're working with Jens Thompson, Oliver Jacobson for fifteen years now, mm. so it's like family, and uh, it is so good. Like we, are, it's been fifteen years that we wanted to uh, go there and playing to the Cheek Festival, mm. like that every July, and because of the you know infrastructure or the economy of a normal tour. And flying mm. to the Fair Islands, you know, with everybody with the equipment and something that costs a lot, and then it is like then impossible to do on a on a regular tour. And getting mm. there is easier. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, I think like Jan, Jan mentioned my gig in Kels. I would mention Jan's gig in the in the Fair Islands because he 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 played in um, in a church uh, in uh, Gotha in. Um, and Oliver and Oliver haven't been singing in the Pharaohs for ten years because he was on tour with Jan, like, like uh, worldwide and worldwide. But uh, so for me, he's so much part of our lives, and his voice is into Jan's music that I would have never imagined that he would have spent ten years without singing in his own own country, and mm. in the. It, 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 they did that gig and it was really like super powerful and emotional and we it was like a church but full of 600 persons coming uh, randomly and and, mm. and just like in like uh, into tears at the end of the show and so it's it's been a very very intense moment wow wow and then one of the things i loved um looking at the tour and um is you have a manifesto for it and um it does seem to be you know like having an ethos you know like you've already explained quite a bit, little bit about the ethos is over and that there's these eight points on the website that you know the, the of the manifesto and i wanted to kind of just ask you a few questions about this manifesto and and your kind of reflections on it and what it what it means to you and i mean you've, you've already kind of touched on this a little bit like when you're talking about like uh you know the sort of negative side of touring but it seems to be like a direct political statement on the ecological impact of large-scale touring and you know what what does that mean to you in terms of like you know you've already explained a little bit about this but what what do you feel that of you know the world needs to do or like you know is this is it you trying to make a statement for other people to follow do you think or or show that it's possible to do Showing something with more consideration, perhaps. Uh, it's just showing that it's possible, and also that I think it's going to the basics. Actually, mm. when you when you decide to spend your life playing music, and it works for every uh, job or like passion or whatever, you do it to play music and to share it with people. You don't do it 
to earn money out of it. So then it's good to keep that in mind and that because the normal touring then can be really, uh, you know, a massive economy. Mm. And then because of renting a bus, because of being like lots of people on tour, uh, and then it will be a lot of spending. Then you need to earn money. And what the goal of it all? Like mm -hmm. sometimes nothing. Because you that's even jeopardized the quality of the gigs. Mm -hmm. As now we just tour and the 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 the, the goal and it's just to, to play music. And then when you have that in mind, everything becomes more simple. And of course you get you have to think about like finance and how to 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 make the tour sustainable as well mm. in a economical way but but if you if you're in the place and then you 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 play a big gig and then you get the, the you earn a bit of money or big gig or you know mm. like uh, then then you can play for free as well because at the, that's the same same thing and and it will be maybe more interesting and and most of the time so i think it's good and and that's also sustainability and ecology because then if you do stuff you know like for what they are so playing music is just playing music composing music and share it with people uh eating is just like trying to find food and and grow stuff maybe and then money is not the center mm. you can maybe have other way to to do what you want and to sometimes you don't like for for instance being on the boat like learns a lot uh about like you know you're conscious about the you water consumption electricity mm. all of that and then that doesn't make the life more difficult makes it like easier and actually it's good to 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 have all of those things in mind mm. and you know like post-war second world world war uh um heavy liberalism and consumerism just like was all about convenience and 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 make things practical but that they, they made them out of reach in mm. somehow and practical but efficiency yeah. and also it's uh, now it's hard for people to understand yeah exactly how everything works and how everything arrives in their houses and so i think even their political choices are out of out of uh, out of um sense or out of um um like they they can't really have political opinions because they don't even know what they are talking about as they don't know what's the deal with the water what the deal with electricity they don't know how things work so they say so they are e in in some ways it's easier to manipulate people that have everything out of reach they mm. can't live on their own they don't even know how to do it anymore so if then you're just free to make them uh, have the like vote for whoever and whatever you you 
you yeah, yeah. yeah you offer and it's true mm. that yeah i think it's the yeah it's good to 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 have the because it can be a luxury as well to to have those things in mind but i i guess mm. yeah no it's just like uh going fast for instance mm. it's something that you know all the world is based on that mm. why <laughs> because nobody really want to go like you you can go really far being slow mm. and and sailing as well we we you know we cross like some uh, um you know like cargo Uh, roads all oh, the big yeah cargo um, routes yeah. Not, yeah not in this I latitudes but like like more like towards the channel and everything and that's especially on ocean because that's mm. that's a big one and it's completely TSS that was the name I, I was like uh, uh, searching for uh, that's um, insane mm. the amount of like 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 cargos and like Full of goods and 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 stuff that uh, that we 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 saw, and uh, that's the thing, for instance, that I didn't realize before. Mm. And of course, it will change as well because on Notion we we are, we don't have many shops, so sometimes for the studio and everything, then you you know order them online, of course. Mm. And then I think now I will you know <laughs> try to slow this down <laughs> a lot yeah. because it's. It's insane, and especially for stuff that we don't need sometimes. I mean, so it's such a big uh, amount of pollution and 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 for nothing. I mean, for convenience or for consumerism and for people to buy and buy. That mm. that's good. <laughs> it's so interesting because it's like um, you know, I'm I'm for one, I'm so guilty of making convenient choices and, you know, getting an app out to order food and not considering when I'm hungry that maybe the uh, the driver isn't unionized and is under, you know, under an illegal amount of wage and the food has not come locally sourced. And, you know, it's, it's all, all of these systems that, like he was saying, that, you know, like we're, we're, we're desired to kind of want speed. And do you find like being on water as well, where, you know, you have to obey natural laws, you know, that, that are like more ancient than capitalist laws, like the, the waves and the just the, the the size between things and wind and things like that 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 can't be controlled by capitalism do you has that had an impact on you no uh yes of course yeah yeah it makes yeah it's a, it's a, of course big impact and I, i i guess when you're on land after especially in bigger places then You find stuff sometimes so stupid. Like for instance, you know, yeah, we try to to buy organic food, and 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 sometimes you end up in shops and everything is covered with plastics. Mm. And 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 you, and that's I don't know. I don't understand why we are still doing that. That's completely insane because that the the amount of plastic in the ocean is so big 
that mm-hmm. I don't understand why we still have in supermarkets. You know, like you you, you will buy zucchinis, two zucchinis in in like a wrapped in plastic in a plastic content, mm-hmm. uh, and and it would be organic zucchini. So it's just like completely stupid. There's no reason for that, and uh, and on top of it, let's have in mind that you know ocean water then go in the sky mm. it's rain and then we drink it afterwards so what's the point to drink plastic <laughs> yeah. uh, from uh, from what i'd say about capitalism and being uh, on on the water i'd say that uh, the good thing when you're on a boat there is that there is no possible growth and capitalism is based on growth so that's why maybe you're scared of <laughs> of uh, too many people getting into sailing because at some point it's like it's a it's a it's an ending place a boat you can't grow in an end indefinite uh, no way. if you so grow you sink you just sink yeah. <laughs> 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 which is a great metaphor yeah so it's just it's exactly that it's just capitalism can't exist on a boat yeah like super yacht <laughs> no but still i mean even the guys that has a very huge no, like no. uh uh no a sailing very huge sailing yacht even that guy he's got a, a, a closed space that he cannot extend so at some point he will sink yeah i i, mm. I as long as he stay on the boat yeah. and as long as he has one only <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and um is it you know because you've both got dates coming up next month that are back more on land is is that you know are you right now not looking forward to those or you know is that is that going to be like a bit of a bit of a shock to the system after because it seems like you're having such a kind of uh revelatory experience right now i think we we are still in the in the like during until the end of august we are really in the mood of like in a way of sharing with people and so it's in a very simple way that we would reach the lands where we need to play uh, mm. when it's not near the sea. And uh, and afterwards, uh, we are going back to our rock in the middle of the sea, so it should be okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, it's still sorry. part of the planning tour. Yeah, it's still, so. it's still yeah. like like we... we we take public trans- transportations that can be a shock, but at, uh, at the same time, it's also a way of uh, yeah, knowing, uh, knowing like being also in uh, in real life is important. Mm. Thank you so much for chatting with me. It's just, I'm really inspired by what you're doing. I think it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So that was me, Paul Hamford talking with Jan Tearson and Quinquis, AKA Emily Tearson. Um, me in Berlin, them on a boat somewhere around the Scottish Highlands. Um, the summer tour is going on at the moment, and and there's a link to that in the in the description of the podcast. Kerber complete uh, the modular synthesis solo piano remixes box set uh, by Antiason is is coming out on 15th of September on Mute. 
And yes, yes, yes. Thank you to Zoe Miller for sorting that interview out. Lost and Sound is proudly sponsored by Audio Technica. Audio Technica are a global but still family-run company that make headphones, turntables, cartridges, microphones, studio quality yet affordable products because they believe that high-quality audio should be accessible to all. Head on over to audiotechnica.com to check out all of their range of stuff. And yes, I do use their products. They, 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 they made the first microphone that I ever used when I started making music myself and, and I've always used Audio Technica. So it's a pleasure to, to be sponsored by them. And also, yes, the music that you hear at the beginning and the end of every episode of Lost and Sound is by Thomas Kiddens. There's a link in the bio. The only thing left for me to say is I hope you have a really, really fucking amazing day, evening, night, whatever it is. And I'll chat to you soon. <laughs>